Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tri junkies, sports enthusiasts, runners, swimmers, bikers, anyone who tunes in, mom, dad. This is your host, Josh Turtle DeYoung, giving another shot at making podcasts with a new format where I will be sitting down with endurance personalities in the Indianapolis market. Just talking about life, open discussion forum, and and uh, digging deep and learning new things about people and having fun. Here's my first episode with Chris Warden. Enjoy. So I gave a shot at doing podcasts in the past, and it was mostly like a setup TV show, radio show. I want to switch the format up a bit and just have an open conversation and talk with personalities in the endurance world. And who better to start with than my best friend, Chris Warden? Yo, yo. So you've been racing for six years now? I don't know. Five years? Feels like a lot longer. Yeah. How many half Ironmans do you have? I guess the first couple of years wasn't really racing, it was more participation. I don't know, when did we meet? We met eight years ago at. <clears throat> It was that half hour, that was a 70.3. Uh, Tough man, Richmond. Yeah, when saved I saved your life. life. Gave me a chocolate goo. I did. I remember it was chocolate because it tasted horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we hung out after the race, and uh, I think that was about eight years ago. Right? Yeah, it, was, it was, I think, the first year of Triloco, which would have been 2013. Okay. That sounds about right. So yeah. seven years. Yeah, I've been doing halves years. for five years then, because I've I, I just finished my seventeenth. Jeez, seventeenth. What uh, what cities? Which ones? Oh, first one was Ironman Florida, half Ironman Florida, uh, Miami, seventy point three. I have done Chattanooga a bunch of times, Muncie a bunch of times, Steelhead a bunch of times, Atlantic City, um, Ohio. I think that's it. That's it. Which Racine, I crashed at. Oh, yeah. And then the next year I went back and I like canceled everything in the swim. Like, I think it only lasted one year. Yeah, that was a disaster. We're allowed to curse. Yeah. It was a shit show. That shit race show. was a shit show. So that was your least favorite. What was your favorite? I actually liked that race. You liked it? Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's the kind of personality I am. Um, so there was a stretch of road by a boxing, like a box warehouse, like some factory. And, uh, they didn't sweep the road. And so it was just full of nails and, and staples. And there must have been 30 to 40 flat tires on that particular road. And I, uh, I was having a great race. Um, and I got a front slow leak. And I should, my intuition, I knew that something was off. But like I could hear my front tire and I thought it was maybe the road. And then it was a downhill. And because it was like low on air, my carbon rim slid out from underneath me like I was on ice. And the whole left side of me just like slid across. And I like to pretend that the reason it took so long for me to get back on the bike was because my aero bars were broken. But really it's because I didn't know how to change my flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to wait for the, 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 the car to come and fix my flat. It took an hour and a half. Cause I'm on the side of the road, bloody. But I got back on my bike, and you know what I did? Finished the race. I finished the race. So that's still past people. Yeah, 
Yeah, a lot of people. Didn't you catch Randy? <laughs> <laughs> you might be listening. So no, I didn't catch Randy. Um, so what 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 drives you or motivated you to finish that race? I think a lot of people would just throw their hands up and up and on the side of the road for an hour. Screw it, I'm done. Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I think everybody races for different reasons. Um, for me, it's the challenges that you have to overcome. I mean, it's a lot like like life, right? Not to get too cheesy in this thing, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, it could be bad weather, it could be cold, it could be rainy. You prepare the best you can, but when stuff goes wrong, it's about moving forward. It's about deciding to keep moving forward. Uh, and, and I kind of like that part about it. That's why it's like it's funny that you said, oh, that was your least favorite race. It was actually my favorite race because nothing went right. Um, but I still finished. And I still remember when I got my Ironman points for that race. I was like, I've had, like, I beat like 100 people in my age group. <laughs> Sitting on the side of the road twirling my thumbs for an hour and a half. But yeah, it's just get back up. Get up. Yeah. You know, it's like we're lucky. We're so lucky what we have. Our health and, you know, the time to do it. Support of our friends and family. Not finishing would be disrespectful for all those people that help support you. Right, right. A lot more goes into it than just individual efforts. Like, why did you finish that race where you were dying? Tough man. Because you gave me a goo. (laughs) (laughs) You're a quitter. So you come from a sport background of rugby. Yeah. Translate playing rugby to to sport. How's it same? How's it different? Um, Rugby is... A lot like triathlon. So here's the thing. I played football in high school, and I, I, I played rugby. And the main difference was in football, is, I mean, it's the same, same skill sets, right? You need to be strong. You need to know your job. Uh, good technique beats strength any day. And you, you work, you're part of a team. The difference is in football, like for some reason, you're, you're like trained to hate the opponent. Like you're trained to like, if, if we were to run into our neighboring high school football team, we're supposed to like throw down and brawl with them. Where in rugby, the, 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 the culture is one where you have your very best day, you work your hardest, you beat the crap out of each other. But you always have like a party with the hosting team afterwards and you drink beer and you sing songs and you joke about how the other team beat you or you beat them because they just happened to be bad that day. There's no animosity, it's a community. And so I think that that's what drove me to like triathlon is that you're out there, you're working hard, you're trying to win, you're being competitive. It's, it, it is a physical challenge and a mental challenge, but at the end of the day, you're cheering each other on, you're drinking beers, you're, you're congratulating the guy that, that beat you at the end because he just had more than you that day. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and work harder. I also like open water swim a lot because yeah. I can play my rugby skills out of the water. <laughs> Bring back the wave starts. Right? Screw these teeth. Right? That's oh my, my favorite. Sorry, sorry about my dog in the background. Pardon this interruption for a quick word from our sponsor. Goo-goo-goo-goo. Chocolate goo. It's so good for you. Where were we? Um, correlating triathlon to rugby. I think we were talking about football. when you were dying and the chocolate goo. The chocolate goo saved my life at Tough Man, which I had a PR that day, by the way. 
race half PR. I should have won on a technicality that I was the only one in the top three that started in the winner's wave, but the awesome race director didn't follow his own rules. And he, who, he who shall not be named. He shall not be named. I bet if we took a poll of how many people were, I've lost money because of that guy, or lost a race, or were positioned poorly, it'd be a lot. But that's a very negative tone. We, want to, we don't want to take this yeah. in a negative place. I declined to comment on I that. I de- declined to comment. <laughs> I'm all here, so I don't decline. I declined. <laughs> so who's going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I could care less. Yeah, me too. I could care less. I'd rather do sports than watch sports. Exactly. Okay, so things that get you through triathlon as well. Oh, it's something that I've always looked up um, to you on, and you've always been a kind of mentor for me on this because you think very logically versus emotionally which is something I've learned from you as well. <laughs> uh, having balance throughout training, throughout racing, throughout the season, the off-season. I mean, you, you're a very successful guy. You're high-functioning. Somehow you do it off of very minimal sleep, which I'm very jealous of. But talk about your balance and how you do everything. You're successful in every aspect of life. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I think everybody has their own struggles. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, balance is, balance is important. Um, I'm married. I've been married for, I think, 17 years now. I've got three kids. Uh, got a corporate job. I like to spend time with my kids. Um, some people don't know the background, but my wife, Catherine, and I, we had to try really, really hard to have kids. Uh, I think Catherine had IVF surgery like six times. So not to go down that rabbit hole, but... Um, there's something nice about when you have to work that hard for something like anything in life you work hard for it you appreciate it more and so I really enjoy my time with the kids like just this weekend we were playing board games and stuff like that and Olivia and I cooked dinner last night just for fun and so I don't want to lose those moments because they go by so fast I read something something that said you know all the bonding you'll have with your kids it's sort of like whatever their their vision or or, or connection with you you have until they're 12 and it's formed. And so that time with them is, I call it the three-legged stool. We've talked about this, right? Like mm-hmm. your family, your yourself, and then your spouse. Um, you can't have any of those three legs go out of whack. If all you do is focus on your kids and you don't focus on yourself, the family falls apart. You're unhealthy. You're not happy. You get resentful. If you all you focus on is yourself and you don't focus on your spouse, then you're going to get divorced. So there really has to be that balance between all three. Now, that, that, that also gives you some time for yourself, right? Like it's all three. You have to focus on yourself too. Mm-hmm. But you got to find how it all fits. Um, for me, it's knowing when too much is too much. Like I, I can't do a full. I'd love to do a full. I can't do a full. I just can't train that much. Um, my coach, Heather, she knows... I can't do two days, right? Like this is what she's working with. You know, you get me an hour and a half a day max. That's it. Except if, like Saturday mornings. Um, she knows I can't train outdoors at night because I'm home with the kids. So she's got to find stuff in the morning that works for me. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's use all three parts of your, uh, your, your chair legs, you know? Yeah. That's what I always enjoy is people come up to me and they're like, Warden's family's not at the races. Warden's wife doesn't come. Where is she? Does she hate this? And it's always fun to have that conversation of, you've told me about a lot of this, that 
she appreciates and supports what you do. Yeah. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to wake up at 5 a.m. It's not her thing. It's my thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, she's showing support by letting me go. Right. I mean, especially when the kids were younger, she was watching the kids. Now, now, granted, she came to my first marathon. The kids crossed the finish line with me. Mm-hmm. She flew to Florida with me for my first 70.3. Like, she's been super supportive. But coming to my 500th triathlon to cheer for me. Now, if that was her thing, great. You know, but triathlon's boring, and it's not her thing. Right. So that's where she can focus on whatever her thing may be and spend time with, with filling her bucket with stuff she likes. Yep. Favorite training music? Oh, man. Skrillex. Um, some, uh, some DMX. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Training uh, snacks. What do you eat? Uh, I don't... I don't uh, donuts. Donuts and beer. <laughs> that's, that's the key formula. Donuts for, and beer. That's, that's your Clydesdale National Championship. That's you're the Clydesdale National <laughs> Champion. I, I think I'm one for one racing Clydesdale though. I raced Clydesdale at Lake Lemon and I won that race. And it was really funny because it was it was one of those races where you're in the you're in the lake and you don't know who's racing what division, but they like yeah. you go to the front and so all the waves were called and then all that was left was the Clydesdales. <laughs> and it was like eight dudes in the water. <laughs> And they all weighed like 300 pounds, and there I was at like 225. Not that fat, just enough fat. Just enough to be Just good. enough fat. Oh, I yeah. was like, if I don't win this race, there's <laughs> something wrong with me. But I won it, thank God. I had to chase Thanks. some guy down at the end, but... Uh, yeah, no, favorite, favorite snack. Um, I'm a protein guy. I like, I like having a you know, grilled chicken and for lunch to get me ready. Yeah. A pre-race, night before a half, I'll, I'll, I'll love a good pasta dish. A lot of salt on it. Um, salt is, is probably my Achilles heel. If I don't eat enough salt yeah. or, or have enough salt during the race, it makes a big difference because us big guys, we sweat. Sweat a lot. Absolutely. What's your uh, race plan? Should we, should we tell the, the, the audience why we're hearing that crunching noise? There's a dog on the ottoman. Taylor. Until the eating snack. Snack. She's enjoying her pre-race snack. Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. Uh, what's playing this, this race season? So this is a tricky one. Um, I have not qualified for age group nationals yet. And I usually have that out of the way before the year starts. I took second place in my age group um, in that race we did after I did the half marathon. I did a half marathon and the next day... Is it Muncie, September? No, it was... The one at oh, Eagle um, Creek, but the, the back and the, the point to point. Racemaker Productions, try, try, try Indy. Yeah. I got second place in that one, but it was probably because I did a half marathon the day before it. Yes. And I took third place in two other races, and because there was so few people in my age group, I needed, I needed a first spot. place. So I'm going to do a bunch of local stuff, um, smaller races, just to kind of get, I want to get that, that age group win so I can do the double at nationals. Carmel should get you there. I hope so. I've, they, their email came out today. We can, we can okay. register for that today. So I'm going to do Carmel. I'm going to do a bunch of uh, Eagle Creek stuff. I think I'm going to go to Leon's try. Yeah. which uh, Leon's is a special one because it's the regional championships. So if you guys follow and you're like me where you don't win everything, you, you have to fight for your wins <laughs> uh, to get to nationals. Uh, you only need to be top third in your age group okay. at Leon's. 
When's that? June 27th? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's June. Then I've got three half Ironman on the books for the year. Um, I want to get gold. Ironman all-world gold uh, status. I've never gotten gold. I've gotten silver like three years in a row. So explain to listeners what gold means. Uh, gold is probably one of the smartest marketing campaigns that you could ever come up with. It's basically a program that gets people to spend more money mm-hmm. because your points are additive. They're not averaged. So it gets you to do more races. They take your best three races. They add them together. It's a point system for Ironman. Only Ironman races count. And then you get a status. Top 1% in your age group in the world is gold. I think top five is silver. Top 10 is bronze. And if you get any of those three statuses, you get like uh, special privileges, check-ins, early registration for races, which is why I get to do Traverse City this year. Nobody else got in but me. (laughs) Sold out in 30 minutes. Yep, so Traverse City, Chattanooga, and Ohio this year are my three. No Muncie? Uh, We're out of town. What uh, time goals do you have for those? Uh, sub five for all three. Sub five, all three. sub five for all three. That's my goal. Excellent. Where do you do all your training? The loft. <laughs> this is not a paid advertisement. And in my garage. In the garage. On the Monon. Are you? Am I actually gonna get you to ride outside this year? Are we gonna do some outdoor training? I'll ride on Sundays outside. But. I like. So why don't you tell the on. audience why you're afraid of riding outside? I'm not afraid of riding outside. What? I prefer to ride inside because the quality of time is better because I don't have to roll to stop signs or watch out for cars or... You're such a liar. You're afraid of crashing. I do not like crashing. That is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I've only crashed once. That was an Eagle Creek crit, which I will make up for this year. And you can't listen to music when you ride outside. You can. Ratliff started bringing his uh, speaker with him. Well, that means you have, to, you have to ride next to Ratliff the whole time. Yeah, because no one wants to do that. No one wants Just to Just kidding. That. We love Ratliff. Love you, Ratliff. Good luck this weekend. He's racing Florida. Oh, um, yeah. They've, they got, they've got two races this weekend. I had lunch with Will yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Those lucky dogs. Nice and warm down there. Uh, no, I just prefer riding inside, man, because you know, if I get an hour and a half to ride, it's an hour and a half of riding and not you know, rolling to stop signs, fighting with cars, watching for potholes. The roads around here are pretty crappy. Uh, and I think the proof's in the pudding from my wattage FTP last year to this year that the time I put in inside is now has that off. correlated to race day? I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it correlate on the CompuTrainer. Yes, I'm, I mean, it can't. I can't tell now because I mean, I put in three months already of pretty hard, strict inside work in this quote-unquote off season. Um, so we'll see in April at at Carmel. But what are your what are your big races this year? Chattanooga with you, seventy point three. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna function without having you as a Sherpa. Like you racing is gonna be a completely different experience. Well I'll just finish so far ahead of you that I'll be there. Asshole. I'll hand you a beer, I'm on my fourth. Now, um the goal is for Steelhead and Muncie, but with the potential new business that I'm taking on, it's it. We'll see. Got to take care of that first, and then if time permits. Um, and, and you didn't do any 70s last year, right? No, it was all sprints and one Olympic. Yeah. The uh, race maker Olympic. It was Naptown Tri, not Tri Tri Andy. Yeah. But um, Are, do you have your sights set on um, Clydesdale National Championship again? No, I'm down to 209 as of right now. I got weighed this morning. I was 210. Ooh, got you beat. You beat me. <laughs> I was 207 the other day. 
but I had a donut for breakfast. Nice. No, I was miserable. I was actually talking to Mindy about this the other day. She was like, you were miserable leading up to it. You're fat. Your pants didn't fit. You just were grumpy. I didn't sleep well. It was just, I wasn't unhealthy, but I was not in the shape that I should be in because I was so loose-lipped on my diet. And then, I mean, once I got back into intermittent fasting and not focusing on keeping that extra 15 pounds on it, I feel better. I think I train better. I'm going to race better. I do have to be honest, though. You're not as fun as you were because you drink a lot less. Dude, sober October changed my life. And now you're sober January. Man. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here drinking a Yeti full of water <laughs> when normally we'd be having whiskey. Just for another few weeks, and then I'll be back on the bandwagon. But, it, man, the gains that I saw in October, just that all I can allude to is the intermittent fasting and the not drinking. It's so so here's a, this is, I think this is a good topic um, because the nice thing about the loft and the nice thing about Triloco and our club is that you have all kinds of different athletes. Mm-hmm. You are moving into what I like to call the annoying category, <laughs> which is you've turned it into a sport, uh-huh. right? Like... You're, you're using words like gains and you're watching your diet and you're not drinking alcohol because you're seeing gains. Like if there's people out there listening to this that, that think you sound like an a-hole, not <laughs> everyone's right. like you. Like there's people like me that this is a hobby. Yes. This is, this is, this is an outlet. It's fun, but you can still live your life. You can still have pizza. Um, so there, I think there's a paradigm switch. So there's a, I was having this conversation with Acacia the other day where we were talking about the loft and my influence in there. And she says, you know, you could take that and you could open your own gym and you could, you could do this. And I said, I don't, I don't want to, because it is still fun for me. It's still, I don't have to go home and look at books. I don't have to, you know, plan for what's going to happen in the summer first, there. if that was what, what I'd have to what? learn how to read yeah <laughs> reading right is very important but there there's still because I've been a big proponent of you know once it does become a job it's not fun right and no I don't get paid but yes I'm addicted to seeing the results in the the you know winning um I still think I'm kind of fun but I am a different person than I was, you know, back when we met or, you know, even last year at this point. Um, I just, I, I, there's, I'm telling you that sober October was the weirdest thing. Just, I focused more energy on being productive and getting things done and getting bigger and faster and stronger versus focusing on not feeling like shit the next day because I was out yeah. drinking all night. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's got its, its downsides, but. I think I'm growing up a little bit. Oh, <laughs> turtles growing up sucks. Really sucks. No, it's okay. Um, but yeah, man, once it's not a job or once it's not fun and it's not a hobby and it feels like a job anymore, it's, and I've gotten to that point in my career. Before. Well, we've talked about that. We've talked about what is it, the Everest theory, right? Like when you, when you, you put so much work in for so many years, you get to a certain point where you have to almost double your efforts to see just the smallest improvement. Right. Like you've climbed that mountain and you're, you're starting to get burnt out. I feel like you were there. You were, yeah. you were, you were ready to just quit and try something new. You were going to start doing the squirrel diving shit. <laughs> yeah. That was actually last summer. When, <laughs> after the, well, what would I do if I didn't do triathlon? I was, I'll jump off mountains. I'm afraid of heights. Why would I do that? But that was when you switched and you're like, I'm not going to do a full 
I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna focus on the fat boy race. Yeah. 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 I did all sprints last year. And that kind of got you over that hurdle. But a lot of people, like if 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 you sort of have a a year where you need a break, you know, you're kind of sick of tries or you know something's not feeling like it used to. It's not fun anymore. Switch to crit racing or try something completely new because you're gonna you're gonna be bad at it at the beginning and you'll see gains and it, it gets fun again when you start yeah. to see the work paying off. I think, yeah, I experienced that with crits because I jumped into that. I actually have a 25% finish rate on the crits <laughs> for last year. I was a little cocky going in, like, yeah, I get these big numbers on the comfort trainer. I can just go and race and it didn't happen that way. And I think it helped show me appreciation for triathlon and where I am as an athlete in that, which I'm not giving up on crits it's a blast it's a complete different thrill yeah i think but. the other thing that that is kind of different about um me i guess in particular is i i like all distances yeah and that's hard some people focus on like autumn's focusing on sprints right mm-hmm. um there's other folks that that's that focus on the fulls and that's what they think their thing there's other people that do the road races and that's all they do um you talk about balance it takes a different skill set to be and really enjoy and compete at a sprint versus a 70.3. Right. Uh, I, they're also different and they, they can all be really, really fun. It's just you have to train a little bit differently for each one. Yeah, definitely. But if there's people out there that, that haven't tried a 70.3 yet and want a new challenge, you know, and all they've done is the little local, you know, sprints, give it a shot. It's the next It's step. a different challenge. Yeah. I, and it doesn't mean you're any more or less of an athlete, right? Like there's, there's guys that crush at sprints that, you know, they're like, oh, that's not a real race. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. These guys are, it's just, they've trained different for it. Right. There's that saying, it's a sprint, not a marathon, or it's a marathon, not a sprint when you go drinking. Yeah, it takes different training. It takes, and this was great about our community is especially the feel at the loft. And again, these are not paid advertisements for Loco or the loft, but you can talk to these people. There's experience out there, and this the community of multi-sport is so great. And I will give anyone my advice. You same uh, might be different going to a coach who that's their livelihood, but you know everyone's willing to help each other in the sport, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I like it. It's not about the bike. Uh, my bike's pretty sweet. Your bike, your bike, <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a set of or wheels this year. What are you doing throwing out? You're trying to get, get, get it for free, you said? They're a sponsor, right? They're a sponsor. What's our discount? 30%. Nice. I might get some, too. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I think we've done close to half an hour. Yeah, this just went quick. Um, talking about racing, talking about hanging out. It's all good stuff. It's fun. I hope this format fits in. You know, I've been thinking about doing podcasts again for a while, and I listen to a lot driving around at work. And, uh I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but we're going to try it. <laughs> this is a little different than the last time, and hopefully we get some cool personalities. I really want to get uh, Nate Wyrick in here and chat with him and see what crazy shit comes out of his mouth. Some other personalities out of the loft and in the world, and see where we can go from there. Let's crush this year, man. 2019. Woo. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in, and I guess if you made it this far, that means it wasn't all that bad. If you have any ideas or anything you want to say or want to be on the show, just reach out. 
catch me on Instagram uh, at Turt underscore Mick underscore Gert or on Facebook at Josh Turtle DeYoung or anywhere Tri Loco can be found or in the loft. Look forward to uh, talking at you guys soon. Again, have a wonderful night.